I recorded an episode very similar to this before, but my fingers, a QWERTY keyboard, and the 2021 Anchor FM system are just, were not a good combo. And I pretty much hit the enter button and that is how you delete episodes instead of hitting the delete button. And I, it doesn't make any sense to me. This is a very big switch up from the last episode, but like it's episode 69. Like I couldn't resist. So you saw the number, you saw the title, you know what we're going to get into today. Welcome to the Simply Jamila podcast. Welcome. Hi, my name is Jamila. I am an early 20 something who just exists and talks about whatever she wants to talk about. And I have like a super tiny corner of the internet that I feel comfortable in and I just let my mind run free with this podcast with my blog which is simplyjamila.com and with the videos that I film and edit and those are just like time capsules that can also be found on my blog so I have all these different avenues of creative expression and digital therapy essentially that not many people know about and I love it people think that I am so innocent and so in my box and under a rock that I don't even have Instagram and it's so funny. So, but I love it. I love, I love my little corner. I love what I've created. I'm getting slowly better at explaining myself and what this podcast is. Cause I mean, who wants to just sit and listen to some random black girl talk in her office and overpriced apartment for close to an hour? I know. <laughs> I, I wanted to catch up a little bit just because I feel like my energy is low and there's, you know, I've been through it. So one thing that I've tried to really hone in on over the year as I've dealt with, um, you know, things that I've very loudly talked about is I tried to like kind of calm down on the dramatics a little bit. I'm a very dramatic and just talk with your hands, very expressive person. And I shouldn't change for anybody else, I know, but I also recognize when it's like, all right, that was my fridge is leaking. Um, we have to make a very quick phone call. <gasps> Darn it, they're not there. Like, I've been hearing, I've been hearing a clicking noise and it's just it's time. It's like ruining the heck out of that stand um I really don't know what to do here so am I about to just keep recording this episode and pretend like I didn't see that yes that's so stressful okay anyway yeah going back to what I was saying lowering the dramatics even though that's this oh god anyway lowering the dramatics I am trying to to do that a little bit just because I feel like I make things a bigger deal than they are and that's just who I am and that's something that I you know it's just it's who I am but I need to be a little less dramatic about making things a big deal if that makes sense so like I'll have these projects at work and they're like super small projects but then they turn into this big thing because one thing goes wrong and it's like uh but then like you know the world's ending and I'm just like mm, interesting anyway I got a, a car accident and I haven't been like very vocal about it I think like you know normally I will share something on like every social media platform and just like that's that's that on that I'll just like talk about it everywhere but like I haven't 
truly done with the, that with this car accident. I think the first time I really talked about it, and I didn't really talk about it. It just like I happened to get a B-roll notification as I am in the Sonic drive-through drive-in with my father, and it just like so happens to be after I watched my car put on a tow truck because I have three flat tires. You know, like you know, be real. You gotta be real. So in that moment, um, a couple people commented and we I like went over it kind of I was in so much shock and you know I tell like both jobs but that wasn't I was just chilling or whatever I put a picture up on my Instagram uh, luh where it was just me like sitting in front of my rental car because I am now an IKEA Optima until everything gets figured out and they start my car start working on my car and I don't know I just haven't really I think today I'm recording this um two days before it goes up I'm recording this on October 15th today's the first day that I've really talked about it but I didn't even put it on like my Facebook profile I put it on my Facebook page the page that I know like I think maybe eight people go to and I only have like two followers which I don't care I mean you know thank you to my two followers but I'm also not a big like Let's push for these numbers. Da, 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 da. As I said earlier, I'm just chilling in my little corner of the internet. And if you discover it and you love it, hi, I love you too. But if you just discover it and you're like, whatever, then I'm like, all right, teach their own. Like if you discover it, you discover it. And if you don't, you don't. It's fine. Anyway, so I talked about it today on my Facebook page uh, for the first time. Now it's like my first time really expressing it on social media because I'm just like chilling. And then my friend texted me, did you get in a car accident? And I was like, oh, yeah. I haven't really talked about this with a lot of people besides like, you know, my immediate family and how, like, cause I didn't know what to do. I've never been in a car accident before. And the good thing about it is that it wasn't my fault. It's just a matter of like working with insurance now. Like you don't really, I had my giant adult moment when I, moment, that was English, but I had my big moment as an adult when I literally sat on the phone with insurance companies for like three hours trying to get everything situated and then I had to go like pick up a rental car like this situation this car accident has turned me into an adult but it was very minor and I'm gonna explain what happened briefly first and foremost the gentleman who hit me sweetest man sweetest man he had minor damage to his car and he made sure to stay until the tow truck came before he left like my dad was already there cops were already there though we did have a witness who was also super super sweet and um she had already left so pretty much because it was my car accident and she was behind me she could tell and she witnessed the whole thing but she could she could tell that I did not know what to do so she pulled over and helped me out what happened was I had the right of way I was going straight green light da 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 and and I don't even know if I'm legally allowed to talk about this but I'm going to until something happens but it wasn't crazy or anything and I know I was going straight and I was explaining this very very poorly and then my insurance agent was like oh he didn't yield and I was like that's what's that's it that's a better way of explaining it it was one of those complicated lights where you're supposed to yield before you turn left you have to make sure there's no oncoming traffic it was one of those lights and he didn't yield to make sure there was no oncoming traffic even though this was like a back road during afternoon work hours like ain't no way anybody can turn left when it's like the traffic that it is especially with Nashville growing so anyway he didn't yield and he turned left hit the back of my car back of the driver's side 
it's nothing crazy or anything like that, but I was already in the intersection when I saw him turning. So it was a very delayed response. It was like, I don't know what to do here. I tried to speed up to avoid it and hoped that he would go around. Like I'd hope there'd be some weird, in my head, there's like this weird like circle way that we could go around each other and, and avoid it. But that was just not the case. So I hit the back of my car because of where I was in the intersection. I ended up like impact the impact and where I was in the intersection I ended up going over a curb it wasn't a curb that led to grass either it was like a big old hump curb and then a crap ton of gravel and then grass and in the process of going over the curb and driving on over the gravel which who knows what was in the gravel three out of four of my tires were popped um essentially and I was like all right so that was one of the bigger problems was uh, the tires and that's I think that's what we're waiting on we're also just waiting on them to to check the bottom of my car because they were asking me what the bottom looked like while I was on the phone and I was like I have no idea if the sun was setting I couldn't tell but I didn't know what to do called my grandparents my grandparents were like did you call your dad and I was like oh yeah right because my dad was close to the area called my dad my dad came to the rescue go fathers and you know we just went through the whole process and I was just shaking the entire time and I didn't really like it took a lot for me to like process what was happening and it wasn't until the next day that my head was pounding like pounding actually my head started hurting that night when I made it to my destination but then my head was pounding for days and days and right now I'm decent but I have headaches that'll come and go in waves and they'll be very intense so as you can guess yes I have a concussion um I don't know if I still currently have a concussion I honestly think I'm coming out of it I have had a really really bad concussion before so I that's when I that's how I know I have one but me being an absolute dumbass I was like well girl you still got bills to pay <laughs> you must push forth and conquer and so I've still been working as much as I can considering my health condition and some managers have been very considerate of that and some managers have been absolute not like not considered about it at all so it just it, it is what it is but yeah and that this is my first time like really talking about it because I didn't think it was a big deal it was like such a minor accident like what I got a giant ass dent and some paint peeled and three flat tires but I hit my head on the window when it bounced over the curb when I bounced over the curb and it just really like messed me up so now it's just a matter of waiting I think this is like the the shittiest part of it all is that I have to sit here and wait for like insurance to get back to me and I have to wait for my car to get fixed I miss being this whole Kia Optima situation I and I keep calling her car I'm stuck calling her crossover because I'm in an actual car now and I don't like actual cars like I love crossovers and SUVs those are my speed those are my jam I've always been told that I'm kind of like a mom and I now know that I thrive in mom vehicles and SUVs. So I need that back. But yeah, I've just been, that's been a very, very big part of my life. Um, bullying has been a part of my life currently, um, very recently. And it's not like I'm being a bully. There's just someone who like, knows that they're mean and instead of keeping their mouth shut continues to spread that negativity and it's not only getting to me but it's getting to quite a few people who are around us so that's been fun and yeah uh, oh and I keep playing wisdom teeth by B Miller because I'm getting those removed those have been a very big pain in my butt the roof of my mouth has been swollen since the last episode that I recorded actually I think my the roof of my mouth was swollen 
in the last episode I recorded, but yeah, my wisdom teeth have been killing me. So we're finally going to get those out. And I'm actually very excited because I will sleep so hard. And I've never been so excited about that in my entire life. <laughs> At least since what? When did I go to California? Because I slept, I slept 14, 13, 14 hours when I went to California. That is the last time I slept hard and I loved it. So I'm very excited to get to that time. Like, I think I took three days. I, my, t- my appointment is on a Friday. So I have the weekend. And then I took three more days off. I'm just going to lay and rest. And I've never been so excited in my entire life. I'm, I'm pumped. Anyway, that's going to happen in October, not October. It's going to happen in November. And uh, the countdown has begun. It's really unfortunate because it's happening on the day that Black Panther 2 comes out. But I'm still very excited about it. And speaking of Black Panther 2, I think it's time that we get into some things that are black and beautiful because I've talked long enough about myself, right? Can I dance for you? Would that be cool? So it was kind of hard to be honest, to find something that's been black and beautiful because it's just a lot of things have happened with black people recently. I I mean, I tried to find like different things happening within my community, but all of the events that are happening around me and within my community are, are being not shut down per se, but it's just time for their seasons to end simply because it's getting cooler around here. It's rainy. I mean, it's about to start pouring yet again as I'm recording this. So it's just been kind of difficult. Megan the Stallion was robbed and I feel very uncomfortable saying that even though I've already said it but it's kind of like news outlets have already talked about it so that's really unfortunate too because she's supposed to host and be a musical guest star on Saturday Night Live tonight so I don't know what's really going to happen with that yeah I don't know what's going to happen with that but it's just been hard to find good things and then I got on Instagram and I found something and this is this is what I find to be you know what we're going to celebrate this we need something good to look forward to right because each year just gets worse and worse well I found the thing for you to look forward to mark your calendars for May 26 2023 you want to know why you ready the little mermaid the little mermaid it comes out May 26 2023 I'm so pumped I'm so excited I don't know what to do with myself like laughing, screaming, crying, throwing up. I am so excited. I can't wait. And I was like, this is the good news that I needed to share because I was struggling. I was like, I don't know what is happening that I can share, you know, but this is it. We have something to look forward to besides Tracy Ellis Ross's 50th birthday at the end of the month. We have something to look forward to. And since that's honestly all I have, let me just share the drink of the episode. I am drinking ocean spray original cranberry juice out of a 25 fluid ounce bottle my manager for my second job bought that for me she has the biggest kindest sweetest heart and we got into a we are we're the same and now I know what it's like to work with a version of me and it's scary especially because she's my boss so it's kind of like dang but we are very similar in the sense that we want something and we're not going to say anything about it but we care too much about other people to let things go so I mentioned craving like juice and then she sat there and was like what kind and I just kept saying 
don't worry about it. Like I'm good. And it just went back and forth for forever. And then she was like, you're gonna make me cry. And I was like, ah, dang, we just know the keys to get someone to get each other to talk. And I said, grape or cranberry. She like went and got three different kinds of drinks. And right now I'm working through the cranberry juice, which I think will help my kidneys at some point. So <laughs> it's helped my period, which is great. Um, hasn't really helped the incoming and outgoing headaches, but I'm going to try to like power through. My energy is just very like low. I just, since everything that's been going on, that's been kind of stress inducing. I've just been very funky, but I'm really, really trying to push through and get out of it so I can, you know, get to this next phase of life. I keep seeing angel numbers everywhere and I know something good is going to happen. I've been feeling this feeling for months and I don't know what it is and I'm so excited about it because I don't know what it is but I just have to power through this like funky period to get there. Anyway let's get on to the entree of this episode. Hi my name is Jamila. I am heterosexual and I am unashamed to say I am still a virgin. What up? (laughs) You only get one chance at an episode 69. Like, yeah, there will be episode 169 and 269 and 369, but there's only one 69. Do you know what I mean? And so though I am inexperienced, I did want to talk about sex. It just made sense. The horizontal tango as it seemed more fitting to call it for the sake of not knowing what else to call this episode. And I know there's so much more to it. I know the tango can be vertical. The tango can be all sorts of different shapes depending on your experience level. And if you are a pwn, 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 a pwn, a pwn, yep. And if you're a porn star faking it, because I know that that is just all those different positions ain't real. Some of them just don't seem real. They don't seem realistic, logistical, none of it. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I wanted to have a discussion about sex. And of course I am an experienced, but I do have things that I want to say and contribute. And let's just, you know, let's get into it. Um, first and foremost, I want to say that I simply just want to get it over with. <laughs> I just want to have sex and get that crap over with because I, I know my first, I know my first time is going to be incredibly painful and uncomfortable. I just know it is like, I've talked to different people and some are like, eh, it's, it wasn't too bad. And some are just like, that was like incredibly difficult. And I just, I have a feeling it's going to hurt for me personally. And it's going to be incredibly, like I said, uncomfortable. And I just want to get that over with, you know, let's get to the part where it's not uncomfortable and it just feels like straight pleasure, you know? I wanna get to that part, but I have to get past the pain first, especially, you know, like I love reading honest books about like girls' first times when it comes to sex. Those are like my favorite books. Like some books are like, yeah, I got railed and it didn't hurt that bad and I came so hard and like, oh, it felt amazing. It was just nothing but moans, da 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 da. And some books are like, it fucking hurt. <laughs> and I bled. Like some books are very straightforward and honest and I'm here for it and I love it. And I I I need that because it's different for everybody. And I honestly want to read a book where I learn about like the guy's first time. Like what's it like for a guy? Because I mean, and you know, it is so hard for a lot of women. Again, everyone's different. Let me I'm 
going to probably bleed that, say that to death. But for women, a lot of women, not all, but for a lot of women, it's hard to come from penetrative sex alone. This is a known fact in case you didn't know that. I can't believe I know that, but it's a thing. And so I'm like, okay, would it be harder, like a guy's first time, would it be more uncomfortable and hard for them to go down on a girl or to insert it? Like what's harder for them? I want to read a book with a male character about that or just information about that. But I hate reading like nonfiction books about like sex. It's weird. I I don't like that because it's like, I don't know. I'd rather read like a memoir that includes that information or like a fictional book with like factual information, something like that. But I don't want to read like a, this is how I went down on her and this is how it felt. And this is what I learned from that. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want that. I'm very particular when it comes to that stuff. We're in just when it comes to the nonfiction books that I read, I'm very particular about it. If I'm going to read a book, I want to read it and I want to enjoy it. I love reading. And so, yeah, I'm just incredibly particular. If I don't like a book, I fly through it. There's a couple of books that I've read recently, this time next year by Sophie Cousins and What Would Frida Do? A Guide to Living Boldly by Ariana Davis. I didn't like either one of those. Well, I liked What Would Frida Do, but there was a lot of elements about it that I didn't like, so I flew through them. I was like, let me just get these books out of here. But right now I'm reading I'm Glad My, I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy, and I love it so much that I want to take my time with it, but I think it's also so traumatizing. Um, it's not even traumatizing. It's just opening up a lot for me when it comes to my trauma, and it's just very like emotionally jarring that I'm like, I have to take my time with it, or um, I will have mental breakdowns and emotional breakdowns like every day. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to it, I do wanna, I wonder what it's like for guys is like the male species or women with penises. I wonder what their first time is like, like what's, what's the hard part for you? Because I mean, and even like as a girl, if a guy, you know, guy goes down on me, it's uncomfortable at first. It's like, oh, your head is in between my legs. And now your fingers are in between my legs. Like it's a very, <laughs> in my head, I have to like mentally like be like prepared for it. It's like, oh yeah, this is a thing that is happening. You are touching a very sensitive part of my body. And I think for me, that's why I want to get it over with. And that's why I know it's going to be painful and uncomfortable because it's, a sensitive part of I mean it's a sensitive part of everybody's body but my body's already incredibly sensitive like as is I can tell you how many times I get cut by cardboard <laughs> and like we have these like plastic price tag things at work them suckers get me all the freaking time like my body's already sensitive my knees pop lock snap crackle yeah all of it they do all of it you know I'm just a very sensitive person emotionally and mentally and fucking physically it's very frustrating so I just want to like get it over with as bad as that is to say and I want to go ahead and say because the episode was the last episode was about Christianity and just people who think that they know me I'm not you know, this incredibly largely innocent person, as I stated last episode. So I'm not waiting till marriage. I just so happen to have not had sex yet. Like it's just, it is what it is. I was a sheltered kid in high school with two people who wanted to control every aspect of my life and treat me completely different. So instead of even trying to get past them, I focused all my attention and energy on 
working incredibly hard to get out of there and go to college. Then I go to college, forget, you know, will realize quickly the population of the school that I went to did not have a good time. Then COVID happens. So my college on campus journey gets cut. And then I'm at home with my grandparents for like over a year. And that in itself was its own thing. And, you know, there just hasn't been that opportunity. And I'm not a big party person at all. I And it's so crazy because it's so weird. I'm like an extrovert and I love talking and mingling with people. But like, honestly, I don't trust people. You know, like I strongly, you, I mean, of course I believe these. There's like stories and cases everywhere about drinks being roofied. I think that's the right word or roofied. Ruth, roof. It's definitely roofied. And I just, I don't trust people. Like I don't trust people at parties. So I don't ever try to find out about parties. I've not, I didn't put, put myself in a position to be popular, popular enough to know about parties. Like I don't, it's not my speed. It's not my vibe. I simply don't trust people. So yeah. And like, if I ever go to a bar or a club, I want to go with someone, but then with that comes the challenge of not having really any friends. And, and so that's, in itself a challenge and it's like I do have friends where I'm at currently but they're okay well one is like she has we are in our schedules just don't align and so when I see her I see her but we try to just do things together that don't involve like going to a bar or club it just never has come up for us a few of my friends are just in their 50s (laughs) the ones that I have around me and I mean yeah it's a physical distance thing and And just when I do go visit my friends who don't live around me, you know, we're not focused on let's go dance the night away or go see who can down the most tequila shots, which definitely is not me. We just go and do what we can to get to know each other. And we just catch up while we do an activity like eat outside of a Chipotle that's about to close or walk around and get excited about alpacas and stand where dangerous snakes live, you know, (laughs) like easy things. But I've just never been put in that position where, you know, even just meeting someone for a hookup or a one night stand has been made possible. And I don't really know if I'm even like a one night stand hookup person. I guess I'll never know that. Maybe if I like build my walls up because I have had a very emotionally traumatizing year. (laughs) Good Lord, I've had an emotionally traumatizing year. So I don't know. I just, I love, and this goes back to an attachment thing, right? Attachment anxiety. It's like, you know, I want to get close to people. I don't want to get close to people. So it's like, say I have a hookup or a one night stand or something. And it's like, it's just physical. It's like, will I get emotionally attached? Or will I just be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I, I don't know what I would do. So there's a very big like mental and emotional part when it comes to sex, in my opinion, you know, and it just depends on where you're at mentally and emotionally. Can you detach yourself from what you're doing physically or is it something that you have to have emotions to do I don't know that about myself I mean I'm thinking people who know me probably think that I need to have the emotions and maybe I do but then that would mean like waiting a while so I've been curious about sex and the feeling of it since Tuesdays in my seventh grade teen living class if you know, I mean, if you know me, if you've known me since middle school, you know who the teen living teacher was. You can just imagine her and her tans and her big hair. Oh my goodness. But Tuesdays is when this special woman, I remember her, she, she was an older woman, 
probably late 40s, early 50s, had wrinkles in unique places, blonde hair cut to her shoulders. She always talked. And then you're, and then it's like, and she always like moved her hands when she talked. And I remember her, but she would come in every Tuesday and we would learn about sex and having babies and the, the bodies. Um, and because I remember, I remember this so distinctly because I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed because again, I've been curious about this stuff since these Tuesdays in seventh grade. And I, she would give us note cards to write our questions down on. And so there's one time that we really got into like the nitty gritty of the female body and sex. And I had so many questions because she talked about cum and I was confused. And so I remember asking a question about like, what's the white stuff that shows up in girls underwear? And she did not have an answer for that, like at all. And so I thought that I was unintentionally coming in my underwear for a very long time. And I was scared. I remember being scared to like look at people that I thought were attractive in seventh grade because I thought that it would cause the cum to to happen in my underwear it freaked me out I was like oh my goodness because I knew I hadn't had sex and we that's what we were talking about right so I'm like oh my goodness I'm coming and no guy has been inside me and I at this point I hadn't like touched myself or anything so I was just like very confused and I was I was scared I was like I'm I thought for like I think I know specifically the rest of the day that I asked this question I thought that I was like unintentionally getting pregnant. Like I remember checking my stomach a lot. I was stressed, bruh. This stressed me out because she didn't have an answer to what the white stuff was in my underwear. And you know what it is? Fucking discharge. (laughs) I learned that in college from someone that I was friends with. And I think that I'm still friends with. No, because I don't know. I don't even remember who I was talking to about it. That's how you know that we're not friends anymore. But, you know, it's one of those friends that organically, you know, no hard feelings. We just kind of went our separate ways, blah. But yeah, it was discharge. And she didn't know that. And I was just like, okay, this woman's teaching us about sex. And when I got to college and I realized that I felt stupid, I was like, wow. And I thought back to that day. And I still think back to that day sometimes because I fully plan on being a parent who tells her daughter or son, everything. I am teaching my sons about discharge, okay? Because I think it's important. I think it is important for men to know what happens to the female body and for females to know what happens to the male body. Because the, and I've talked about this when I talked about like menstruation, like guys who freak out about the conversation of like girls having periods and all that stuff are just incredibly like immature. And I think it's like important to not be immature and to know like this is what happens to the female body. You know, whether you are into women or you're not into women and vice versa, whether you're into men or you're not into men, it's just important to know and important important to have some compassion and understanding. Like if I'm crumpled over on the ground because of my period, don't talk to me you know or if I'm like freaking out changing my underwear it's because there's a crap ton of discharge or if I think I've peed on myself it's probably because I peed on myself but I didn't realize that I peed on myself because I'm so used to having so much discharge you know it's stuff like that (laughs) of course you don't make it to 23 without you know being curious about sex and exploring you know exploring so I'm gonna quote Rupi Cowers how do you say her last name? 
I'm gonna Google this right here, right now, because I don't know how to say her last name and it drives me crazy. So other people have Googled this. Oh, it's Core. Rupi Core. That's how you say it. I thought it was Cower. I'm stupid. I now know how to say her name. He beep. <laughs> Rupi Core. Wow, I can't believe I've been saying it so off for so long. I really need to sit with that. Because <laughs> what the heck, Jamila? I want to quote, I, she is, I promise you, she's one of my favorite poets. I just, I've always just known how to say Rupi. I've never known how to say her last name, which is really sad. Why have I not Googled it before? To quote one of Rupi Kaur's, I got it now, poem from Homebody, one of my favorite, like, not just poetry books, but just books. One of my favorite books. I love it. I have it. I had it on display in my living room and now it's on display in my bedroom because, you know, Homebody. But it's the simplest poem. It's three words. Masturbation is meditation. Where is the lie? <laughs> I don't know how to get into it without getting too far into it. But I will say that I am still a virgin, but I have orgasmed. So if you take that statement with the poem that I just read, hopefully you can get a correct solution. That's a weird math equation. I didn't really touch on sex at all in my previous episode, my version of Christianity, because I, again, as I stated, I've read the Bible three times, but I don't remember a lot of it because it's been a minute. And also the Bible's freaking huge. How do you, how do you remember everything you read? But, or I shouldn't say, but, but I guess also, I don't really remember much about like what the Bible says involving masturbation or sex, to be quite honest. And I'm just going to be straightforward and say that I have masturbated. <laughs> or as an inside joke that I used to tell, I have meditated. I have meditated a lot. <laughs> the reason why at first, the very first time it was just because of that curiosity, right? What does it feel like to take yourself to euphoria and then come down from this high where you're literally seeing stars? Like I remember the first time I orgasmed and it was like touching a whole different planet. It was freaking amazing. It was amazing. I'm gonna be straightforward. My grandparents, if they're listening to this, are probably quaking. They're quaking if they have if they weren't quaking with the last episode, but it's fine. Because we're all adults and I'm an adult and period the end. So, but the reason that I continue to, in quotes, meditate after the first time is because when I orgasmed the first time, I, I had such a peaceful period. It was amazing. Like, okay. I, it's weird. So I still, my hormones, again, go after my stomach. So I was still very like releasing everything in my digestive system to say the least. But pain wise, I like, I cramped, but it wasn't as bad as it normally is, which is why I keep trying to like that memory. And anytime I meditate after that, right before my period, I try to tell myself, that's why you don't have endometriosis because you can orgasm and get rid of the pain. <laughs> um, again, I won't know for sure until I go to the doctor, but we are one step closer to going to the doctor. Like when I tell you one step closer, we took a good giant ass leap. We are so much closer. We just gotta wait until the wisdom teeth come out and then we're gonna start appointments left and right to get my body together but that's a whole separate conversation anyway so I continued to 
meditate <laughs> after that just to help with the ease of my periods. Also, it feels fucking amazing. Like it feels like, again, it's euphoric, but to also help with my periods. Uh, when I realized like self-stimulation and orgasming can like take you there and help with the pain, like my world was torn upside down and I love it. So if I can control, not control, but keep track of when my period is, then I know a rough time to meditate if I'm not doing anything and I can help with that pain. I think this would have helped me in September with my previous September period it definitely helped me with the period that I'm currently on because A, it was late and B, I had an idea of when it was and I was like, oh, I can like take myself to that euphoric high and ease the pain up a little bit, which I did. I mean, I've had to definitely pop pain reliever, but I haven't had to pop as much as I normally would for that specifically. My head, whole different conversation still getting over that concussion, but it's been, it's amazing. And so, yeah, I'm still a virgin as in, I haven't really been with another human in an intimate way, unless I decide to talk about that one. Nope. We're not going to talk about it. (laughs) I was going to say that I have not been with another human in an intimate way. And, but I have like orgasmed successfully and several times by my own practice how would you even say that sentence I don't freaking know and I don't think there's anything wrong with it it's kind of weird for me to be recording this episode and not have experienced sex but I mean I do enjoy like reading sexy scenes like Colleen Hoover I don't know if I've talked about this before but I read Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover and I definitely wrote a review about it on Simply Jamila and I'm like you know the actual plot was like a big giant question mark in my head. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I read that book in 24 hours so I could like recount what I was reading. But the sex scenes (laughs) took me places. (laughs) In that book, they definitely took me places. I'm getting low-key flustered just thinking about it. Um, Or maybe it's just saying the information that I'm saying. Something is really getting to me right now. Yeah, well, (laughs) I need to calm down. So it's either reading about sex or there are like sex podcasts. Like Dipsy is an app. Dipsy is an app that has like audiobooks as well as just like if you don't want to listen to the audiobook audiobook and you just want to read it, you can. But they have that on the app. But then there's also like Dipsy is now on Spotify. And sometimes just having like the audio version yeah takes me there it gets it gets it gets me there it works works wonders it works absolute wonders there's so many different ways that i have explored what sex is what it looks like and what it sounds like you know porn is a thing that's all i'm gonna say on that and i will also say that you know again i don't i don't think i don't know vibrators are mentioned in the bible or not but sometimes considering my situation of not being a virgin but knowing that orgasming does help my overall like physical being if I need assistance to help me get there I will use a a vibrator to help me get there I don't mind saying that but that's another arena that I'm not experienced in because honestly I'm scared of putting I'm scared of um 
I guess, internal pleasure or like internal toys. And I don't want to like break my hymen on my own pretty much. Like that scares the like actual poop out of me because I just, I would rather like someone else cause that pain. And then I just yell at them instead of me doing it because I know if I do it, like that'll that'll fucking hurt like <laughs> I just and I know that I will not like stick through it or, or deal with it I just I know myself so I kind of is it bad that I just want someone else to do it so I can blame it on them <laughs> I can be like this is all your fucking fault I'm bleeding in my bed because of you I don't know it's weird but so I don't when it comes to sex toys that is so random but when it comes to vibrators and sex toys I have a lot more experience with the external part of it um working with your clitoris and um anything that's just outside of the hole of wonder (laughs) i don't know who i was talking to but someone that i was talking to called it the hole of wonder and i was like that is a very interesting name for it yeah i just i do what i have to do to get myself to that point so i can experience this orgasm so i can feel some physical relief and when you know sometimes the physical relief also relieves me like mentally and emotionally to be quite honest because there's just times where there's a lot of built-up tension and it's not sexual tension either it's like I'm frustrated and I just want to feel almost happy but not necessarily happy I just want to feel like I have like I just want to feel content and when you come down from that euphoric high there is you know you feel content you feel like good and then that's when you go to sleep so I gotta always make sure that I have time to take a nap afterwards <laughs> at the very bare minimum. And honestly, speaking of that, sometimes there's been a few instances where if I do struggle to go to sleep, it's either alcohol or an orgasm. Alcohol puts me to sleep and an orgasm puts me to sleep. What a combo. What a what a woman I am. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing for my future husband. (laughs) The one time that I'm not a hopeless romantic, right? And that's why I don't know if I have like that emotion mentality when it comes to sex, because all I can think about is like the noises that your body makes, the sweat, the mess, the fucking orgasm gap, the orgasm gap, how men are three times is it three times more likely to orgasm I don't know if it's just like overall or just simply from penetrative sex to women but either way guys orgasm more than girls so just like that knowledge that like I might not even orgasm my first time when I'm with like another person it's just kind of like can we just get it over with can we be done you know please I just want to knock it out the park I've experienced an orgasm I've experienced the high and again it could be a completely different high like maybe me doing it to myself took me to Jupiter but like someone else with someone else I can go to Neptune right I don't know I don't know that's I just I really don't know I love talking um to my to my friends about sex and celebrating their first times with them I know that's like kind of weird but I love doing that like when they tell me about their first time especially if it's with someone that they're currently with someone that they're about to get married to something that someone that they've talked about getting married to and it's just like someone that they truly love then I'm like I want to celebrate that like you have not only this emotional and mental like connection intimate connection with someone but now you're like physically intimately connected with them and y'all are just straight up connected and it's just exciting so I love to celebrate that with my friends and 
I love just simply talking about it. You know, whether their first time was with someone behind an alley or something, I don't know, Lord, I don't know. But I just, I, I love hearing everyone's different experiences because every single person's experience with, maybe it's not even their first time, maybe it's just sex in general. Everyone's experience is different and every single person on this planet has a different body. Every single person on this planet has a different body. And so what happens to it or with it or from it, I don't know, during sex or after sex, before sex, whatever, it's different. It's all different. It took watching the principles of pleasure on Netflix to learn about it and learn about everyone's different, like the possibilities of everyone's different experiences with their bodies and just the situation, the timing, the connectedness, the actual pleasure of it all. It took watching that to learn about it, but then it took Sex Education, a show that everyone loves, or if not everyone loves it, a lot of people should love it on Netflix to see it. Even though it's fictional characters, you see and you learn, but not just learn, you you see, you know, how everyone's different experiences affect them and how they cope with it. And it's just, it's nice to witness. And so, yeah, shout out Netflix, I guess, for these these educational points for someone who's just consistently curious about it but I think sex is a taboo topic that shouldn't be taboo especially when it comes to our education system like I mean we all know our education system is literally fucked at least here in America absolute garbage trash among the trashiest like books are continuously being banned every fucking day and that shit's stupid to me I just said like five different swear words just talking about our education system because it pisses me off. But I think that sex shouldn't be a taboo topic. I think it should be a part of the education system. And if it was, maybe we wouldn't have situations like Roe v. Wade being overturned and people not understanding why women need and or want abortions (laughs) to happen. Maybe people would understand that and maybe we wouldn't be stuck in this political this tense political environment that we're stuck in maybe we'd actually have people with like an actual education and like actual common sense and like actual morality in government you know i just i just think there's a lot that needs to be taught and learned and a lot of education needs to happen and a lot of ignorance needs to be gone that was i know that was like a random spiel but i mean sex is one of those things and just what happens with the anatomy of a human being and all the differences and the different points of pleasure and happiness and contentness and connectedness all of the risk there's so many risks that come with having sex and there's so many rewards there's just so much that comes with it and instead of people like looking at you with disgust when you talk about it in the middle of chilies people should want to want to talk about it people should feel comfortable talking about it. So I love being in friendships where it's something that can be discussed. And I also love like, I love, I don't want to say I love being a virgin. I'm not like depressed about it or anything, but I think I like being a virgin in the sense that I am getting educated by my friends about their experiences, about what happens to them. And I love that. I love that I can just be like, and even if I wasn't a virgin, I could be like, how was this for you? Oh, me and Mr. McRachard Fartson or whatever tried it and it didn't work for us. So I just think having those kind of relationships where you can be open about it and discuss it and 
I mean, they say like when you graduate from college, you have to continue your, you should continue your education. And that doesn't mean in the sense of like getting a master's or doctorate. But I think with anything, with anything that you experience that you are good at or that you've already said experience, but you should continue to educate yourself, right? So say I've already had sex. Well, I want to continue to talk about it and continue to educate myself about it because there's so much that we don't know about so many things as humans, right? If sex is listed as a taboo topic, people are not going to want to talk about it and people are like almost scared to talk about it. So we need to change the narrative on that and make it something comfortable to talk about. My first step in even just feeling comfortable with doing that with another person is getting out of this mindset that I'm trapped. You know, actually, yeah, that's the first step because I haven't even had like a first kiss yet. My first, if I had to have say my first kiss, it would be second grade. I was on the bus. It was me and two other kids. It was a guy and a girl and we all went to church together and the girl dared me to kiss the guy on the cheek. And then the guy to kiss me on the cheek for $5. And on our bus, we were separated, boys on one side, girls on the other, which that's its own version of uh, sexist discrimination, but whatever. And actually not whatever. It's not cool. But anywho, yeah, we kissed each other on the cheek. Both got $5. I think we split it on popcorn during concession day that Friday or something. I don't know. But then we like, because we all went to church together, we all giggled about it. (laughs) We all just like giggled. And then I think the bus driver like threatened to write him up. And I don't remember why. But I do remember that being like a thing. And I was like, again, seen as like this big innocent angel child or something. And I was just like, okay, that was 16 years ago. Wow. Getting, growing up ain't fun. Thinking about these stories ain't fun. Especially when I saw him, like I was waiting behind him at the bank like a month ago. I don't know why I feel like I'm trapped in my own brain right now I can't even like really sit down and dissect that and I don't think I'm trapped in my own brain I mean I do have you know those moments where anxiety takes over and I do feel trapped mentally but I think also like I don't know I just feel almost like stuck in life and I just feel like I'm trapped in this mindset of like there's someone better for everyone and I'm not that better if that makes sense like yeah you know I'm here I'm chilling I'm not an ugly woman and I don't have the shittiest personality ever, but I still think I'm trapped in the sense that I feel like I will never even acquire that first kiss because there's someone better and more worthy of it. Or I think that I'll never experience my first kiss because the person, say I'm like with a guy for, you know, a couple of days or whatever. And then he can just like kind of tell like right off the bat, like I've never been kissed. And so he doesn't even try and that's how it ends. So it's kind of like trapped in that mentality. So I guess, yeah, it all comes back to your mental. At the end of the day, all of this, everything that I've said comes back to your mental. I want to end the meat of this episode by saying that there is no shame in being a virgin, whether you are one or not, whether you're friends with one or not. Hi, friends. There's no shame in being a virgin because there are bigger things in life to figure out right now and to work on and to fight for at the moment. There are so many bigger things. And when it happens, it happens. And there are people who die virgins and I'm sure they lived very fulfilling lives. So don't let the status of your physical intimacy or your body count or whatever, don't let that stop you from living a life that you really, really want because that's stupid (laughs) to be straightforward that's stupid anyway i've said what i needed to say when it comes to the horizontal tango and virginity and sex and i honestly 
feel like this went way better the second time around than it did the first time, even though I don't really remember the first time. I just remember it was called Sex from a Virgin's Point of View. And that episode's no longer with us. May she rest in peace. Anyway, we are going to get into some wrecks and regrets because I have some good ones. I'm ready to throw my entire emotional stability out the window for these. We talked about sex. So, I mean, this, there's only one that's going to have sex mentioned. And it's this first thing. Okay. So, it's called a Netflix special. But it's a, it's the length of a movie. So, we're just going to call it a Netflix work of actual art. It's intergalactic. Oh, it's so amazing. It's Kid Cudi's work that he did with Kenya Barris. It's an animated work. It's talked about, like, it was talked about heavily for a while. It's all over Strong Black Lead. If you don't know what Strong Black Lead is, whether you're black or not, you can follow Strong Black Lead first off. And they're a really cool Instagram account that highlights, like, all of the culture and the black people that are on Netflix. So I definitely recommend like following them or at least checking them out on Instagram. Again, it's strong blackly. I'll have them in the description of this episode, but they have had so many clips and like moments from intergalactic. I know I've shared one on my Instagram story. It's so freaking cute. And honestly, I mean, Technically, I probably should be leaving for work right now, but we've got to talk about it. But when I get back from work tonight, because I actually feel like a human today, I may or may not watch it. Haven't really decided because I definitely want to like um, get my portfolio done today so I can apply for other jobs because, you know, let's throw it back to that workplace bullying we talked about earlier. But we're not going to talk about my personal issues. We're going to talk about intergalactic. It's so freaking good. I found it. I love so good. I can't remember the name of the female lead's voice, but like the animation, the animated version of the characters look just like the voice actors, except for Vanessa Hudgens. The woman that she voiced is pregnant and Vanessa Hudgens is definitely not pregnant, at least when this episode's being recorded. You never know what the future has in store. I don't know, but it's so good. It's such a beautiful story. It's a beautiful love story. The music, oh, Kid Cudi kills it he kills it the music is so amazing like I love it like I hope it's on Netflix for a very very long time at least to the point where I have like a decently stable boyfriend and I can like force him or not force him but politely beg him to watch it with me every other Friday night or something it's such a cute love story I love it so much and it's so beautiful it's a it's a work of art a work of actual art and there's sex in it which is why I thought it was a good segue. Next up, a TV show, She-Hulk Attorney at Law. I finished it and I don't understand the hate that this show is getting. I also don't understand why people are saying it's boring. There are a couple episodes that I like are decently like kind of boring. Like I, so I took notes every episode. I fully plan on watching, not watching, writing a review about the show and just like every moment or moments that stood out from every episode I definitely plan on writing that but like it's there you know it may have been boring but it wasn't completely boring it was it's such a dope show I don't understand the hate are people okay (laughs) I don't get the hate I don't understand the hate at all I think it's absolutely amazing I there's so much good about it I love the fact that the Megan Thee Stallion episode like blew up um, on the internet and everyone was like freaked and like talking about the CGI, CGI and Megan Thee Stallion being on there and da, da 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 But 
I I loved like one of my favorite things. Like okay, I love when the fourth wall is broken. No matter what I'm watching, it can be a TV show, it can be a movie. I love reading about it in books. When a character breaks the fourth wall, I feel complete. <laughs> I can't explain that feeling. And she breaks the fourth wall like in every episode and then in the finale she breaks it like so freaking hard that it's like what i i literally have to pause because i went on a mind trip my brain was like what the fuck is going on my brain could not handle it we were very confused we were very very lost but i love it i love that show so much and i'm not just saying that because the hulk is my favorite person ever like he's my favorite superhero i am obsessed with him i remember i told someone a long time ago someone that i used to talk to frequently i was like i love green men because <laughs> i was like i love shrek and i love the hulk <laughs> and that's only the two examples that i have but i love green men i guess men men and men in green man <laughs> men in green it really does something to me i don't know what but it just it really it does something to me but no i i love the hulk i recommend watching it and formulating your own opinion don't watch it based on what other people are saying including me including someone who's literally fangirling about it right now and is so excited to see what happens within the next phase of marvel movies because there's like sneak peeks and stuff i'm like girl there's so much that happens Ah, there's so much that happens. Since we last spoke, there's another show that I finished. And I remember I was at work and I thought about how this show was leaving Netflix. And I sat on the ground and I started crying. <laughs> and my coworker started laughing at me. Shit's Creek. Oh. <laughs> Just saying it out loud. <laughs> I'm getting teary-eyed again. Unwell. I'm teary-eyed. Unwell. I haven't watched it. It's been two weeks and I haven't watched it and I'm still an emotional wreck from it. Oh man. Such a good show. I miss David. <laughs> I miss him. A lot of people that I talked to about this didn't quite understand. They were like, Shit's Creek's on Hulu. No, listen, guys. Okay. I don't have Hulu. <laughs> and I keep meaning to ask my friend for her password, but I just, I never do. And I think part of that is like a guilt thing because she's just so sweet and kind and I love her so much and she's done so much for me that I don't want to be like, can I have your Hulu password? Like that just feels like it's the cherry on top of asking for too much, you know? So I never, I, I think about it, but I never actually ask for it. But I mean, it's fine because not asking for a Hulu password has, it forced me to binge Schitt's Creek before it left Netflix and I was not well. Like, it's such a good show. Like, I can't recommend it enough. A lot of people just, you know, they don't really want to, it's kind of like Friends and um, The Office. People don't really want to watch it because it's like very popular in pop culture. There's so many like stickers and memes and shit, but like Shit's Creek is worth it. If you want to understand my personality, watch Shit's Creek. Like, <laughs> oh, David. <laughs> oh, I need to get it together because I got to go to work. I got to leave for work in like five minutes. I need to get it together. I need to get it together.
Jamila, you have to make it to this last point. Wow. But watch Shit's Creek. Try. At least watch the first and last episode, which you'd be robbing yourself if you did that, but do it. And the way Alexis chose herself. Oh, girl. Okay. I have to move on. I will just like, I could sit here and make like a 45 minute episode about Shit's Creek and what it did for my soul. So we're going to move on before I do that. Um, last, last recommendation. It is a recommendation. It's a podcast called Pod Meets World. So I don't know if anyone has ever watched Boy Meets World. I was obsessed with it for like a very long period of time, especially in college. It was Golden Girls and Boy Meets World for me, for sure. I give the Golden Girls a lot of credit for getting me through college, which they did a lot of late nights and with the Golden Girls on Hallmark Channel. But I also watched a lot of Boy Meets World because they played it a lot in between my classes in my dorm. And I just, I was intrigued. I was fascinated. I love Boy Meets World. What can I say? You know, Topanga and Corey's story, absolutely beautiful. Pod Meets World is, I'm going to mess up all of their actual names. Like I have all of their names in my head, but I'm mixing up the last names. So we're going to call them by their character names. We're going to say Topanga, Sean, and Eric. All three of them um, are re-watching episodes of Boy Meets World and commenting on it and, you know, saying what they remember about the show. And it's very, very, very interesting. I love it. I eat it up. And I haven't listened to every episode because, I mean, there was a crap ton of seasons of Boy Meets World. They're, these episodes are not short at all. They're over an hour because you have three different people trying to talk about one thing and give their perspective on 30-minute episodes. So three people giving their perspective on 30-minute episodes. Like, that's a lot. And they do have, like, different guests that come on the show. They have Feeny coming. <laughs> Feeny. I love Feeny. Oh, but it's a very interesting podcast. If you've ever wanted to like hear the behind the scenes, because like, I don't think, um, I think his name is Ryder Strong. See, that's why I don't, I don't have confidence in that. That doesn't sound like a real name to me. And that could easily be his name. But the guy who plays Sean, like mentioned, he didn't even really want to act in it. So you learn so much about the show by just listening to the behind the scenes and by listening to Pod Meets World. Just like, how, okay, I do know Ben Savage. Ben Savage, who played Corey, who played the boy in the title boy means world he didn't want to be a part of the podcast yeah it's very very interesting it's very interesting and it has you talking to yourself while you're at work trying to figure out how to you know make a planogram make sense to what's actually in front of you and why it doesn't actually line up <laughs> so that's everything that i recommend i recommend all of them intergalactic she hulk Shit's creek and boy meets world or shall i say pod meets world so now we're getting into the poll of the week it was just a very simple question open to interpretation i said do you believe 67 percent said yes and 33 percent said no which i just interesting i believe this week's question i'm very interested in seeing the results does the first time live up to the hype and i guess i should be more specific does your first time having sex live up to the hype i'll be more I'll, I'll word it a lot better when I actually create the poll because I always create the poll after I record these episodes and after I edit. So I'll, I'll do better at asking the question so that way you understand what you're really voting on when it comes time to vote. But for the most part, does your first time having sex like live up to the hype? Um, And yeah, that's this episode. Thank you for joining me in this conversation about 
you know, acts that could cause humans to reproduce um, if they had the right to choose. But, you know, then the government overturns laws. You know, we're not going to hop into that one again. We've already had that discussion. Anywho, thank you for listening. I love you all so much. I hope you have a great couple of weeks. I will be in your ear in a couple of weeks with another episode. And I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I'm so excited about it, actually. I wish I could tell you, but I'm not. So I right quick, I'd stay on the lookout if you do keep up with Simply Jamila, the blog. Uh, or if you don't, maybe you get the newsletters every week that I don't Every week that I don't publish an episode of the podcast, I will send out a newsletter, but I definitely recommend keeping up with the newsletter because whenever I have a newsletter go up, I try to have a Jamila on film video go up. That's a whole like separate schedule and entity of its own. Anywho, I was filming a week in my life when the car accident happened and so much happened that week so much more than a car accident and getting screwed over at work happened that week so I really hope that you are subscribed to the newsletter that you keep up with simplyjamila.com so you can catch that week in my life when I'm done editing it I'm very excited about this video it's one of my favorite videos I dog sit in it and I'm allergic to dogs so it's a fun time anywho I'm about to start choking and about 30 seconds. So I'm going to go. But like I said earlier, I'll be in your ear in a couple of weeks. I love you all so much. Thank you for watching. Goodbye.